Welcome everyone to the Feeling Lighter podcast by We Shape, where we shed old beliefs that no longer serve us one episode at a time. The bottom line is how we feel about ourselves changes everything. I'm with Lisa. I'm Katie. Hi, Lisa. How are you this morning? Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I um, am very excited about our guest today. Um, I, I, I know that we like selfishly pick some of like, oh, we want to talk about this so bad because of our own personal experiences. And I hope people really benefit from some of the content we're providing. But I want to just get into it and read her bio and get and get going, because I know we have a whole, a whole list of questions. We can. So Go today's episode is going to be on body peace and aging. Um, lots of messages in in the world that we live in around this. And so we're going to be uh, talking today with Nina Manelson is a body peace coach. She helps people end the war with food and body and finally feel truly at home in their body as it is. She's known for her deeply feminist anti-diet body peace approach. She brings 30 years of experience as a therapist, a nationally board certified health and wellness coach, body trust guide, and psychology of eating teacher to helping women create a respectful and trusting relationship with their food and body. Welcome, Nina. How are you? Welcome. Thank you so much, Katie. It's really a pleasure to be with you both, Lisa and Katie. Well, when Lisa and I were reviewing the guests that were coming up this season, um, one of the things when we came across your bio, we were like, this feels like a really good opportunity to talk about the work that you do and how it relates to the aging process. So I think I'd love to just start by asking you just a quick, like, how did you get to doing this work that you're doing? I find it fascinating how people end up in the space that they are. So maybe just share with us that a little bit first. Yeah. So the space that I'm in is this body peace space. I literally trademarked body peace because it resonated with, with me so deeply because I was the expert at body war. I woke up every day looking in the mirror going, if I could just lose X amount of pounds, if I my belly just was a little flatter, if my arms didn't wobble just so much. There was so much criticism. There was so much noise around food. It was constantly like, Yes, but if I just hadn't eaten that, and maybe tomorrow I'll start, and Monday the new diet is, and Thursday I'm in deep failure, and oh, what's the new book, and the latest, and the greatest, and it was exhausting, frankly, like super exhausting to the point where I remember saying to someone, I am bored with the conversation in my head. It's happened for so many decades. I'm like, there's got to be more interesting things for me to think about and what my body looks like and what I just ate and what somebody else might think about my body. Relatable. So what somebody else might think about what I ate. <laughs> Triggered, but yes, yeah. relatable. Oh <laughs> wow. So that's I, how I ended up really being on this journey. I think what's fascinating is one of the things we talk a lot about here in the We Shape community specifically is around this cracking the door to curiosity because so many of us are on this hamster wheel I can relate to this experience of like, I'm on the hamster wheel and I think I'm doing the right thing, but I don't have enough input from another perspective to question the hamster wheel that I'm on. So I'll just keep going. (laughs) And so just giving people the permission to crack the door to curiosity to say, wait a minute, I think I'm doing the right thing. But when I really sit with this idea of like, am I? Does it really feel good for me? Is this the path I really want to keep going down every day? That is the starting spot, I believe, because without that, 
I feel like someone would just say to you, I like doing it this yeah. way. Yeah. And if you don't know any right. different, why change? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's an interesting thing. Like, how do we know that this isn't working? And often the way that I can frame it for women is how do you know when a relationship and with another human, a relationship isn't working out well? Wow. So like if I asked you, Lisa and Katie, how do you know in when you're in a conversation with somebody, when you're in a relationship, a very dear relationship, when it's like, eh, this doesn't feel good. What do you know? What do you sense? I mean, <laughs> I mean, disconnection, um, dissatisfaction, judgment. There's usually like a internal, sometimes I feel it like in my stomach or in my chest, like a, it's not sitting with, it's an in- intuition thing. And I can't always label mm-hmm. the thing. Like I can't, but I know like this is not it anymore. And I've had that experience <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. Right. So so the things that you just both said are brilliant, right? The sense of disconnection, dissatisfaction, that internal like, oh, this doesn't feel so good. This is not it. Same thing applies to our relationship with our body, mm-hmm. right? So if we talk about nothing else, right, if people don't take anything else from this conversation, it's that we are having a relationship with our body. And just like any relationship in our life, it deserves to feel good. It deserves to feel like, oh, this is a good place to be. I feel connected, right? Like the word, Lisa, um, Katie, that you use. I feel connected. I feel satisfied. I feel nourished. I feel supported in this relationship. I feel respected. I feel cared for, right? If those elements and many others don't exist in a regular relationship with another human being, we're like, eh. I'm out. This is not for me. This is not healthy for me. This does not enliven me. Same goes with our relationship with our body. And people think like, oh, having what honestly one of my clients said to me, I am having an abusive relationship with my body. When we start to unpack her relationship with her body, she was like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't stand for this from anyone else. But when we can look and be like, whoa, this is not a nice relationship. I am not talking nicely to my body. I am doing the like fingers in my ears, la, 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 I can't hear you with my body, right? It's time to reassess. It's time, like just like if your relationship was really not going well, like a primary relationship, a partner in your life, you'd be like, oh, we need to go to therapy. This is not working out. This is not serving you. This is not serving me. I don't feel like this is a healthy place to be. Same thing with our bodies. When we feel that, it's time to say, okay, body, come on. We're going to go do some therapy. We're going to do some coaching. It is time to shift this relationship. Take it better. I mean, you go ahead, Lee. I I, I have a question around that because I agree, and, and I've definitely experienced that in my body before. But I wonder for the people who don't, recognize that abusive relationship or that Mm -hmm. defective relationship because what I find in my work a lot of my clients don't really they're not very embodied they don't always live in their bodies to even understand that there's something or that 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 disconnect is there so where do you start with those people like just to even forge a connection yeah so the thing that I would say to them is what do you say to yourself in the mirror Mm -hmm. when you wake up 
and you get dressed, what do you say to yourself in the mirror? Mm -hmm. Are you being kind? When you open your closet, do you feel like your entire wardrobe is blaming and shaming you? Oh, you can't fit into these jeans, right? Is your whole closet ganging up and saying you're not good enough, right? When you walk into a room, is your first assessment of is who's bigger here? Who's smaller here? How do I rank? What is my social currency due to body checking due to my size? So we may not know, whoa, this is a bad relationship, but there are symptoms. I like that. And there are ways that are showing up in our life that we think, oh, that's just the way it is. Just like if we were yelled at as a kid every single day, we think, well, that's just how parenting goes. No. Yeah. And I want to, I have curiosity if this cycle gets perpetuated because we think that once we get that smaller body, then we will have all of those other feelings that we want. Be nicer to ourselves. This is what I try to tell people in our community who come here and are really like, want to shift all the attention to the weight loss is I'm like, Mm -hmm. I I have curiosity if you could feel the things you're hoping to feel with the weight loss in the body you have right now, because I see people do that. So it's not dependent on that. But I think we've been trained to think this pursuit is worthwhile because when if I keep pursuing, when I get there, I will have body peace. I will have body freedom. I will have self-acceptance. But really, I think we're discovering that's probably a lie. It's definitely a lie. (laughs) It is. There's this piece around, I want weight loss. I want, I want to feel, I want to love my body, Mm -hmm. right? I was sitting with a a girlfriend of mine who's known me for years and years, absolutely knows exactly what I do for a living. She knows I work with women in the relationship with their body. And she said to me, Benina, But what if we're sitting at Mexican food? We're eating, we had like some nachos in front of us and some salsa and some guac, all sorts of yummy things. She goes, yes, but what if I just want to lose weight? I was like, great. So I picked up this empty plate and I said, okay, let's put your weight loss on this plate. I want weight loss. I was like, okay, why? Why do you want weight loss? She was like, well, I think I would, if I lost weight, I would feel more confident. It's like, great. So I took the bowl of chips and put it, I was like, okay, this is, I would feel more confident. Okay. And if you felt more confident, then what? Well, then I'd go to the gym. Ah, okay. So you would start with more movement in your life. Great. Took the salsa. Now we've got the salsa bowl is I would do more movement. Great. So you would feel more confident. You would have more movement. And then, and what else would you get if you lost the weight? You know, I would just feel sexier. I would feel more sensual. I would feel more vibrant, more alive. I would feel more attractive. I was like, great. Let's put sexy, sensual, and alive in the nachos, right? I was like, here's the problem with this lineup. If the only way I can get to confident and to moving and to sexy and sensual and all the other things that are we unpack when we look at why we want to be in a small body is first you have to get off the plate of weight loss. Now, the problem is that weight loss plate is a giant cycle, right? It goes around and around. Oh, I'm going to be on this diet. Oh, rats, this diet isn't working so well. And I can't really sustain it. And I feel like a failure 
So now I'm going to start binging. And now I feel terrible because of all my unwanted eating behavior. Ooh, really, I'm a bad person. Well, let me look for a new plan. And now we are at the top of the cycle. Great. I've got a new plan. I feel awesome. And around we go. And we never get off that first plate. So we never get to the second plate of the chips or the salsa or the nachos because we're stuck on the weight loss plate. But if we take that really empty plate of desire for weight loss and take it off the table, great. Now, how do I want to be more confident in my life? How do I want to have more movement in my life? How do I want to feel more sensual and sexy and alive in my life? Then we have access to what we want because we're no longer gatekeeping with this idea of when I lose X amount of pounds, I will then. That's so good. (laughs) So if the listeners take anything away, I know we're going to talk about aging eventually, but I think that this is really critical because I... And and I don't think I told you this, Nina, but I've shared many times that my co-founder and I used to own a body transformation company. And part of the motivation for me to discontinue that brand and start something basically the opposite of that was that I watched thousands of people buy our products and lose weight and not be happy. And I went, wait a minute. Yes. These are not dependent on one another. Let's actually, this is actually harming us, right? So if our listeners can 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 understand that you wanting to feel valuable and worth it and sexy and sensual and confident and vibrant and and motivated to move and care for and connect with your body they don't have to have weight loss to have those things i think that that is like my friend my friend and i always talk about like we're we're code crackers we're like <laughs> okay we've been in this life told all these things and like let's unravel it all and crack some code so i want to like I'm going to share a code cracker thing right now, right? Where we like, you don't need weight loss to have the things that you truly desire. You don't. You don't. And I'm sorry that we're stuck in the media cycle of telling you that you do. I was going to say, I think the media does a great job. And I always say that people who, the marketers behind like diet ads and fitness gyms and programs, they are brilliant. Because they show you exactly what your friend was explaining. That's what they show you. They show you someone in a large body looking very sad and very lonely and very poor and very much without all life's joys. And then they're like, oh, now all the fat is gone. She has a partner. She's running on the beach. She's in love. She's successful. She has money. And it's like, is that really what happens from losing weight? Well, it's a a very lucrative industry. (laughs) It's very lucrative. My (laughs) company made the Inc. 500 three times. We made a lot of money on people. Mm -hmm wanting to lose weight. And then I, in my conscious, said, this feels right because I've been told that I'm giving people health. (laughs) But I'm actually creating psychological damage. So, you know, the past is the past. We learn and we we move from those lessons. But I think the point is, like, it reminds me of this time someone came in one of our We Connect calls and they were like, well, I'm stuck on the weight loss because I really want to do this movement. And I was like, why don't you just practice the movement? (laughs) Like, just (laughs) just do it. And no, no blame to her. I... It's we think that all of this is reliant on weight loss. And I tell people they think that by doing a new diet, they're doing a different thing. I'm like, no, it's just a different package. But the the thing inside is the same. It just has a different color bow on it. And so, like, if you if you've done diet after diet and it doesn't work, what does it hurt to try? Okay, the next 30 days, I'm going to connect to self-kindness. The next 30 days, I'm going to practice uh, you know, re- you know, self grace and and different relationship or different focus. I'm gonna do everything outside of focusing on weight loss. Yeah. Like it doesn't hurt to try that, right? For sure. 
Well, it's you're talking about the $72 billion diet industry that is selling us yeah. the idea that we are broken and that we are faulty, right? And so to fundamentally get under that belief and to unlearn the belief that we truly believed, like there is something wrong with me. I hear it all the time. Women tell me, like, Nina, there's something wrong with me. Like, what is going on that I can't eat right or I can't, don't have the discipline or the willpower, words that we could unpack for a long time. But to really just say, no, I am not broken. Mm -hmm. I am not faulty. And do we want to evolve? And do we want to, you know, create more vibrancy in our life? Sure. Right. But it doesn't, our desire for change, because evolution is part of us as human beings, our desire to evolve is, is natural and normal. And so it's not like, oh, you know what, I'm going to let go of this idea of being thin and then forget it. That's it. Like, I'm not going to take care of myself at all. That's not it at all. We have this misconception that if we're not hanging on to diet culture and giving the adding to the $72 billion industry, then we're going to abandon ourselves, And that's not the point, right? And there's a lot around in the anti-diet movement and in intuitive eating and a lot of the fat activism that I think is so important, but there's a lot of that in there that is, you know, full permission to eat, eat whatever you want. And when people first hear it and go, oh my gosh, yeah, then I'll just eat bonbons forever. It, but it's not true. It is, it, it's they not feel true. that way in the beginning, but it's not true, right? Not restricting ourselves doesn't mean I'm letting myself go. I will never, ever take care of me, myself again. I will never be an ally for myself. No, on the contrary, it brings us into deeper listening, deeper relationship, deeper responding to what our needs are. We'll be back in just a moment. As a reminder, the Feeling Lighter podcast is a part of WeShape, a fitness app that is taking a very different approach. And I wanted to let everyone know about our upcoming Best Moves For You masterclass that WeShape is hosting that you can sign up for free. Take a look at weshape.com forward slash class or click the link in the show notes. And now back to the Feeling Lighter podcast. I love that. On that same topic, when you're working with women, do you find that's one of the biggest challenges to getting them to grab on to this anti-diet? Or is it something else, like this idea that they're just going to completely not care about anything and not take care of themselves? Or is there something, something else in there? Well, that is, there's so many, right? And for each of us, it's a little bit different about what is in our way of saying, yes, I am going to create a relationship with my body where I am in listening. I am in an allyship. I am partnering with my body, right? That's, for some people, it's trauma, right? I can't trust my body. It's really betrayed me or I have been betrayed or I have been violated. So for some women to really have that relationship with their body, it requires some healing. For some women, it's but I, I don't know another way to take care of myself. My mom took me to Weight Watchers when I was nine years old and not from a place of malice, but from a place of, look, there's this new thing going on and this is how we're being told we'll take care of ourselves. Yep. 
But caring for ourselves is not restriction. Caring for ourselves is actually one of the things that I find myself saying so much when people are like, maybe I'll just get rid of eating this and maybe I'll just get rid of eating that. I'm like, no, let's look instead of what, what can you add? Like, yeah. What do we want to add in here? What, do, what would nourish you? What would support you best? I mean, I think that's why I get so passionate about focusing on the mentality, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. I was watching this person that I follow on social media talk about, like, you can eat the right things. You can do all the biohacking. You can do everything you want. But if you're in emotional distress all day, every day, and think that doesn't have an impact on how you feel, it's like it just yeah. it doesn't add up. We've been yeah. we've been steered astray from what really matters, which is deep connection with self, deep connection with our yeah. body. Like, and it's hard. These are these are these are relationships that with self that need to be repaired in a world, in a culture, in a context that tells us what are you? Why are you doing it that way? I mean, it's it takes an act of bravery and courage to say, ah, I learned it this way, and everyone tells me I should keep doing this, and I might go down this path, and 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 through that path, I'm actually might get comments, I might get judged, I might yeah. be. You know, and do it any, doing it anyway. And so that's why I have so right. much passion about We Shape and about the mentality piece of it, because the more of us that can come together and support each other in this narrative, the less scary it feels. For sure. For sure. And Katie, what you're speaking into is this idea of body autonomy, right? Everybody has told us, which is a deeply feminist concept, which is this is my body and I get to do whatever the heck I want to do with my body. And what you think of my body is your business, not my business. And how you want me to look is your business, not my business. My body. My body. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. And so fundamentally, when we step away from diet culture, we're saying, you know what? Your plan of how I should do my body, I'm not going to go with it anymore. I'm going to do my plan. Right? So... One of the courses that I teach is compassionate eating. And I, and I often say it could be compassionate eating, it could be intuitive eating, it could be, um, you know, deep listening eating. It doesn't matter because it's your kind of eating. I can call it something, but it would be the Katie style of eating and the Lisa style of eating and the Nina style of eating because to go on to somebody else's program, even if my way seems like, oh, this is just so right. It's not sustainable unless it comes from your own body wisdom. And that's so much of what this body peace practice is, is listening to your body wisdom. Because each of our bodies is unique, it's different, and it's telling us all the time. One of the things that I talk about is our, our body's always speaking. It's yeah. tweeting, it's sending us posts, <laughs> sending us messages. And the way that our body is always in communication with us is in its language, which is the language of sensation. Mm -hmm. And so many of us have been told to like, what sensation, yeah. right? I'm going to just live in my head, right? I've worked with countless like, you know, mothers and nurses and doctors who never pee. I'm like, mm -hmm. do, are you aware of the sensation of peeing? They're like, vaguely, but I just don't have time, so it happens later. Mm. I'm like, okay, at this foundational level, let's start noticing, do you need to pee? And then responding to that, right? It doesn't seem like deep body wisdom, but our urge to pee, our urge of thirst, our urge of 
exhaustion, that's all body wisdom. This isn't like super woo-woo stuff. This is the way our body is speaking I every single day. Sexy cell, though. People they want, and this is why I try to tell people, thanks for listening. I don't have any sexy hooks for you. Like, I started working with the, a mentor like a year ago. And when I was, I was like, okay, I'm excited to meet with her for the first time. And she's like, I just want to check in first before we begin our journey. Um, do you drink water? Do you um, eat food throughout the day? And I was like, this is wasting my time. And then I was like, Oh, you want to know if I check in with my body? No, I don't. Like, but who cares about that? Let's go on to the next thing that I can work on. And she's like, these are foundational things that we have to address. And I know it's boring and I know it's not sexy, but we have to give it attention because it drives the rest of us. These signals, these, these cues, these. And it is hard. Again, we're raised in a culture that tells us no pain, no gain. Disconnect your mind from your body. Like. Like it does feel foreign to say how how does that like when you when when she was talking about like how do you know you're not in a good relationship and you were checking in with your body and I went to like the dictionary to describe <laughs> and you were like this is where I feel in my body I'm like oh maybe that should have been the first clue right like I didn't even consider it so it's it's it sounds kind of maybe overly simplistic but I think that I don't want to devalue the message that you're saying here yeah. because it's 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 it it's imperative to healing and repairing this relationship to self. And like when people come in the we um, shape community, one of the first things they always ask is, well, how many days should I do my workout? Yeah. And I go, well, I don't know. Like, I'm not your body. <laughs> Tell me what you think your body needs. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, I don't know. And I said, well, let's start practicing that before we even do the workout. Mm-hmm. Like maybe yeah. you didn't sleep well last night. Maybe you don't feel like doing that today. Maybe your body wants to stretch instead. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not you. And yeah. we've been so yeah. conditioned to give that autonomy to other. to others. Yeah. And it's hard to come out of it. It's hard. It is. It is. It is. It's, a, it's a practice, right? When people are like, well, do I get to achieve body peace? Do I get somewhere and then yes. get the gold star on my forehead and like <laughs> stick it like a gymnast in a landing? No, absolutely no, which is deeply disappointing. Yeah. But what we get to do is have a practice that is sustainable, that will take us to old age, feeling like we can be in a positive, caring relationship because it's no picnic for anybody as we age. There is all the ups and downs of different abilities that drop away, that mobility issues that happen to many people as they age, to disease to injury, right? Can you please be one to navigate that? Yeah, that I'm, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because um, by trade, I'm a physical therapist. And so I'm always working with people who are dealing with like an injury or a loss of an ability, or perhaps they were born with, um, you know, an absent ability. Yeah. And there is a level of um, shame that our society places on not being able to do. And sometimes I think yeah. when we come from the world of, diet culture and we're leaning into like body positivity like we get better like oh my body is valuable because of what it does for me and now like there's like a deeper level because your body's abilities are going to change too especially as we age so I would love to kind of hear your angle on that and how you work with women and people who are aging and and are dealing with like real life changes and what they can do and how we maintain that sense of body peace despite those changes yeah so Lisa you said a word that I want to launch from, which is 
body positivity. There's a reason yeah. that I don't call my work my work body positivity. I don't feel positive about my body every day. There's some days that my knee is doing this weird thing these days. And I'm like, wait, what? What are you doing? You were fine yesterday. Like what happened? Right? So it's being in not the like la la land of all the time. We're going to feel 100% fantastic, positive, in love with our body. But that no, this is an evolving relationship. And one of the things that I... When I'm working with women during retreats or longer workshops, I'll often say, okay, pull out a piece, piece of paper and write down age zero to five, how did your body change? Five to 10, 10 to 15, 15 their whole life until they were 50, 60, 70, 80. And then I go ask, okay, so what did you find out? And they all say, my body was always changing, always. Mm-hmm. And to sit into that, yeah. My body is always changing and will always changing, will always be changing. And so how do we navigate an ever shifting landscape, mm. both of ability, both of size, of mobility, of sense of wellness and vitality, right? And we all know now post-COVID, we all know what this is like. We actually have all had the experience. You can hear it in my breathing, in my voice, like I just had COVID again, mm-hmm. right? And so again, I'm reminded, wow, we have these amazing homes to live in, but they are a little bit vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And how do we navigate that vulnerability by staying an ally on our body side? Hey, honey, what do you need today? You're feeling like an ache in your knee, or you're feeling like it's hard to breathe, or you feel like you're coming down with something. How can I support you as you are currently? And there's a phrase that I've coined that is so important that speaks to this, which is being body current. So being body current is what's happening in this body, not the body I had last week or yesterday, and not the body I wish I would have for the wedding Right. Or not the body that I wish I would have, you know, when I got over this knee injury. No, I'm going to be body current and I'm going to be in relationship with this body. Right. Like if I was still in relationship, I've been married for forever. And if I was still in relationship, I'm not the keeper of dates. That's why I'm safe forever, because I'm (laughs) definitely not the keeper of dates in the relationship. So if I was to be in relationship with my partner from years ago, I'd be like, huh? Right. I don't know that I want to be in relationship with this person versus staying current. Oh, I'm in relationship with you today that got great sleep or didn't get sleep, mm-hmm. right? Or who's stressed because you have so much work, right? I'm in relationship with who you are now. And that is so important in our relationship with our body because we're forever if you just, and if I just, then tomorrow you will be smaller. Tomorrow you will be fitter. Tomorrow, mm-mm. how do I support this body now? Body current. I, yeah, I, I really appreciate this conversation because once we become aware of, of this, I find myself like 
even I just have to like have personal disclosure so that people don't think I've like mastered this. Right. Like you find yourself doing things like I was thinking about, oh, I saw this woman and like I um, discovered she was older than I thought. And then my thought was, wow, you look good for your age. And then I was like, where does that come from? You know, like you start when you start doing this work on yourself. That's why I'm like, let's do this work on ourselves, because then we get to be mindful of how we hold space for other and the things that we think and the thing, not from a place of like shame or judgment, from a place of like, yo, there it is. Yeah. There's that belief that I held from culture or upbringing yes. or whatever. And I I have an opportunity to change that belief in myself, which then will reflect that belief differently for other, that which then... It's just like this incredible trickle effect that can happen. So I never want to discredit how important this work is with ourselves because it's how we also hold space for other. Absolutely. And when we change that relationship with ourselves, we change the way we speak, right? We don't say, oh, you don't look your age. Or we don't go, oh, did you lose weight? As soon as you see somebody. The conversation deepens yeah. right away because you're not stuck on, how do you look? You know? Yeah. So people are so stuck on that. Yeah. People are so stuck on that, right? We need to create vocabulary that says, I see you as a person, or wow, it's so great to be with you. Mm -hmm. I love the experience of of connecting, right? Versus, you know, gosh, your jeans look like they, whatever or whatever, <laughs> you know, BS is coming out unconsciously. But so when we change the conversation with ourselves, we change the conversation with others. When we create safety for ourselves in our body and feel truly like at home, at peace, then people feel that and they feel comfortable, right? We've all been, we've either been this person or we've been around the person who's tugging at their shirt to try to cover their belly, right? Right. We, we want to be the person who's so comfortable in, that, in their body that that other person doesn't even think about hiding their belly. That That's who we want to be. So the, then the next generation is that. Then? Oh, well, you said so many incredible things. I know we're almost out of time and I feel like we're going to have to connect, Nina, to have you back to like do, I mean, this could go on for hours. Right. Um, I know we wanted to talk mainly about aging, but I feel grateful that we got to go here first because I think this is yeah. the foundation, right? Like understanding Absolutely. these ideas or thinking about these ideas is like the the first step in creating a different relationship with our body, therefore creating a different relationship with aging. So I, I really want to have you back on the podcast if possible, but- I think it's time we ask the feeling lighter uh, big question for you, which is um, what's an old belief that you have shed that has impacted your life in a big way? Yeah. So the big belief was my body was my worth. My size was my worth. I really believed that, right? Though how I looked was my value in the world. I don't believe that anymore. I just don't. I am valuable because I am a human being. There you yeah. go. Period. 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 Perfect. Thank you so much for your wisdom and for your um, ability to connect with us as we give people permission to get curious about these concepts. Mm -hmm. I think it can have such an, uh, an amazing impact and emotional 
like mm-hmm. this like emotion like this is the path I really want to go down with with people who are in our community. So really appreciate your time, Nina. Um, where can our listeners find you? I'm sure they're gonna definitely want to hear more. Yeah, yeah. So the place people can find me, um, the best place is my website, which is Body Peace with Nina or ninamandelson.com. Body Peace with Nina is just a lot easier to spell. Um, and on there are is a free gift. And it's a journal. It's a practicing body peace journal. And on it are 20 questions that I would ask you if we were sitting together. Nice. About how is your relationship with your body going? How are you feeling in your relationship? How did this relationship start? So I really, and it's got some of my body peace poems. So I encourage people to check that out. Um, And I'm on all the social medias at Nina Mandelson. Thank you again. We um, really appreciate this important conversation and we hope to have you back on the podcast. And to all of our listeners, don't forget to check Nina out. Her work sounds just phenomenal and is really aligned with what we're trying to do here at WeShape. So thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com slash challenge to sign up.